everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Two Guys in Video Games. I'm Ryan. And I am John. So we got a lot to talk about today. Oh, almost too much, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, it might be too much. We'll, <laughs> we'll find we out. We will find out. <laughs> but um, we're going to just jump right into it. We're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the ARMS Test Punch. Mm. Yes, Test Punch. <laughs> Thank you, Nintendo, for these glorious names that you give us. Uh, we're going to be talking about Prey, Ooh, yes. the Fire Emblem Shadows of Valentia remake mm-hmm. that came out on 3DS, and Persona 5. Woo! We both finally finished it. Yes. And we and got a lot to talk about, and we got to say right up front, spoiler yes, warning. there will be a lot of spoilers. We are talking full spoilers about Persona 5, mm-hmm. because we've talked enough without spoilers. <laughs> so if you don't want to listen to this, we will remind you when we get to Persona, spoiler warning, and to skip ahead to the end when we talk about upcoming releases. But, yeah, just be warned, there will be a lot of spoilers talked about in this episode. Yes, yes. So, recent releases that came out, first we got Disgaea 5 Complete for the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. I know you got that. Yep. What are you thinking about it? Uh, so far, so good. Um, my little brother's actually gotten further than I have. I haven't <laughs> been able to play it a whole lot. But uh, he's been enjoying it so far, and when I told him about all the crazy stuff you can do near the end, he's just like, I haven't started playing the game yet, have I? No, no you haven't. <laughs> like, it's... He's already got a grind mechanic down, and I guarantee you he's going to be like, why was I doing that, like, a few weeks after this? I guarantee you. Yeah, no, I'm intending on picking that up once I start my job and I get a little more financially stable, Mm because I got enough that I picked up recently. (laughs) Yeah. I can't really afford to start another RPG. Oh, God, I know. Because, oh, my God, they're time sinks. Persona, I clocked in at 100 hours. Oh, same. That was just a time sponge. It was worth it, but God, it was a time sponge. But, yeah, they're time sponges. I love them, but... That's that one's gonna have to wait for me. Oh yeah, because I am oh, yeah. I am in full backlog burning mode right now, <laughs> and I've actually been doing well. Like yeah, I, so you I told finished, me. I finished Uncharted two in the Uncharted collection. I finished The Last of Us and the yeah, DLC you actually, recently. You were playing a little bit of three yesterday too. Yeah, I've been going through that. I think I'm about a third of the way through. I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't know how many chapters there are. I'm on chapter nine. Yeah, I think I think you're about third halfway. You're getting there. You're getting yeah. there. But. Backlog burning mode for me. <laughs> I am not buying any more new games until I beat at least five of the ones that I currently own. Oh, God. Good luck So with far, that. I'm on three out of five. There so you go. I got two more. I got Uncharted, probably Fire Emblem, and then I'll probably just still keep going because there's nothing really... Besides ARMS, I'm, I am going to get ARMS, mm-hmm. but that's going to be casual fun for me mostly. Oh, yeah. But anyways, uh, Portal Knights finally left Early Access. That was a game that's been on Steam for quite a while now and okay. it got released on consoles as well which is cool it's basically similar to minecraft in a way that people have been saying but you construct portals go to different areas it's got kind of medieval combat like swords bows magic all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and honestly it seems like a lot of fun a lot of people who played early access raved about it and said it was just so much fun for them mm. and i might pick that up eventually um, also, Injustice 2 just came out. Oh, uh, yeah. I've. Mm. And I did not pick that up for one reason. DLC? Yeah. It was $60 for the base game, which I'm okay with that. But immediately, they announced that there would be nine DLC characters. In order to get them all at launch, you had to pay 100 bucks. And I was just not about that. Like, <laughs> I love DC. I paid over $100 today for used paper. Yeah, that I is can our new term for books. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Of DC graphic novels, because I sold a lot of comics and I just used the money that I earned to turn it around into graphic novels. But 
I am not paying $100 for a game that has a story that's going to last me probably a grand total of, like, maybe 10 hours. Yeah, yeah. And I am not a huge fighting game person. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not either. Like, I can do, like, Cap, Marvel versus Capcom. I've done uh, Blaze Blue and whatnot. But there's just something about Injustice that I'm just like, this is just not. Well, I heard the mechanics were a lot better in this one, but the armor was seemed a little quirky. It had a loot system. Yeah. How does that work? You get items, and they... They're cosmetic as well as armor upgrades, but it just seemed mm-hmm. weird to me. Like that just kind of shies me away because people online are going to be using the best stuff, and right, I right. like vanilla combat because it's how it's balanced. Right, right. So if you start adding in a whole bunch of like DLC and cosmetics and stuff, cosmetics actually affect the way you play. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of going to shy away from that because fighting games are difficult enough for as it is for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I play fighting games against other people who are also terrible at fighting games that's fair that's fair yeah but i'll probably pick that up once they come out with the ultimate edition that has all the dlc and everything in it when it's five dollars on steam <laughs> there you go yeah that's what i did for the first one and honestly it was worth the wait because i've been reading the comics so mm-hmm. the injustice 2 comics are pretty good so far okay they're gonna be going for probably about as long as the first one was <sighs> which was five years worth oh god but We'll see how it turns out. Um, I'm going to be waiting on that one. Mm-hmm. Last game I wanted to talk about, one of my friends recommended that I mention this, is The Surge. Now, this game is basically, as he described it and as I've looked up a little bit, it is basically Dark Souls with technology. What? Yeah. It's Dark Souls with mechs and guns and like all this technological crap. That sounds disgustingly hard. <laughs> it's actually not. He said it's a really easy game compared to Dark Souls, but it's still like difficult, but it's not like nearly on the scale. Okay. But Dark Souls clones have been kind of, you know, coming for a while ever since that game got big. Mm-hmm. I should be saying Dark Souls, but like it's actually Demon Souls. But um yeah, that game he recommended a lot. He said it's not that hard, but it's still a lot of fun and the environment is relieving because bloodborne and dark souls are both like you know eldritch horror type yeah like yeah. people will argue with me about the type of horror but you and know it seemed to I mean. take place in like a more medieval setting yeah more medieval this one is future interesting yeah and what's it called again it's called the surge the surge i'll have to look into that yeah. it's something. on it's on all consoles right now except for the switch um but the switch never really gets like games like that but yeah it's on pc it's on ps4 which i know you have both of mm-hmm. so pick your poison okay but i think with that we're going to jump into the first major topic of today's episode and that is the arms test fire Woo! my goodness yeah so they had what was it like six to eight dates uh i don't think it, i think it was like yeah no i think you're right about eight eight dates yeah, or so. six to eight it was somewhere in that range I only got to play one of them. Oh, that sucks. Because the timing just kind of was terrible. Actually, mm. no, strike that. I got to play two of them. I played one at the very beginning where they didn't have all the modes. Yeah, I think in the beginning they had uh, like one-on-one and two-on-two fights. They had some free-for-all fights. Yeah. They had volleyball and... Oh, I think that was it. I think that was it, yeah. They had... Did they have all the fighters from the first one? No, no. They did not have all the fighters. Okay, yeah. So the first couple didn't have all the features. They slowly unlocked them as the test fi- as the test punch, sorry, yes. went on. <laughs> Still <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um yeah, but the last one was I think like June 2nd, something like that. Something like that around there, yeah. Yeah. I only got to play that one for like half an hour. 
Because they, they unlocked so much. They yeah, had they more characters every, in there. All the characters, I think it's all the characters. Or at least, or at least more of them. More yeah. of them were available. They're about eight or nine. Yeah. They were. They uh, showed a boss character that yeah. shows up, Headlock. Headlock. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that actually plays within the full game, honestly. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. It oh, had yeah. three different gloves or whatever they call them for each combatant. Each character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally, I found that the heavies were overpowered. I I think it really just depends on people's fighting styles because it depends if they're like grab happy or if they're punch happy. It just yeah. It just really depends. And like the ninja character, I found to be the most obnoxious because even though I know he's dodging and I know what direction he's going, it's just hard to nail the timing of when he reappears and when he's like vulnerable to attack. Yeah, I actually really didn't like playing as him. It may have been just that I picked the wrong gloves and I was jumping around a lot mm-hmm. during that because I was like, I only got an hour and right. I didn't even get an hour. <laughs> but for what I did play. The light characters are a lot of fun. They're a lot quicker. But whenever I played a heavy character, I just dominated. Mm-hmm. And whenever I got beat as a light character, it was against a heavy character. Ah, gotcha. So I just kind of probably had bad luck. That and I probably need to get good. <laughs> and I don't know. Some people may have stuck with like the controller layout, which is yeah. objectively better than the like the the two thumb the thumbs up grip. The thumbs up grip is a lot of fun. Oh yeah, like, I am definitely gonna play with the thumbs up with friends, mm-hmm. but like probably for the most part i'll be using a controller because it's just objectively better yeah i think i'm going to try to stick with the thumbs up grip as much as possible because i want i like i have a desk job so i don't really get a whole lot of exercise that's fair. so i like to work this in somehow and maybe get just just a little few minutes just working in every now and then yeah no it's a lot of fun like i'll do single player probably with oh, thumbs yeah. up just oh yeah absolutely. i know i can beat computers with thumbs up and they had a lot of modes i was surprised at all the variety they had they yeah, had yeah, like they had, skill shot they had skill uh, shot was a lot of fun i think hoops was it was Basket, that, basketball hoops whatever hoops, they call something them. like that but basically um, you pummel your opponent until you get like a knockout and then they go flying into the basket or hopefully. you can or you can grab them and throw yeah, them you in can there grab them and throw them um, that was fun i didn't really think it was it was like the best game mode just because it was like oh you landed a combo so now you score and if somebody keeps chaining you granted i guess that's part of the well game. i only got to play but it once so i really can't say one way or the other i got to play it twice and it was fun but it wasn't i, I preferred the other modes and that's fine like i don't think every bo- like each mode is going to be for everybody honestly but i think it's cool that they have such a wide variety of things you can do yeah. in the game and i and this is just a test fire there could be way more when the game actually releases yeah um that's coming out on the 16th, which is... Uh, a week from now? Oh, oh, less than a week from now, actually. Yeah, less than a week from now as of the recording of this. Um, but I'm really excited for that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it, it's refreshing to see Nintendo working on new IPs again. Oh, yeah. Rather oh, yeah. than just like beating the dead horses that they beat for the past 25 years. God. Or, you know, not beating some of those horses. <laughs> Metroid. Um, Star Fox. <clears throat> Yeah, well, we got zero. That wasn't saying much. Uh, yeah, mistakes were made. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, mistakes <laughs> were definitely made. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for Arms. And the one thing that I definitely have to mention is the theme song is addicting as heck. Oh yeah, it's so much fun. It is so addicting. It's so jumpy, and it gets you ready to play. Oh yeah, you got to be like, pumped up to play that kind of thing. Yeah. And so like initially when we first when it first came out, I was thinking like it would be a game that's you know fun to play but not fun to own. Yeah. After playing the test fire for a few times, I th- I think it'd be a fun game to own. I don't know personally. When we were watching the Switch reveal, mm-hmm. like the initial, the first, first one where they announced ARMS, mm-hmm. we were just like losing it. <laughs> we were just like, this looks so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I want it. <laughs> but like, we were actually kind of hoping that that would be available at launch because we were like, this actually seems like 
a perfect way to test the Switch's capabilities, mm-hmm. like the motion controls and the, uh, you know, gyro and various features of the Switch. Better than one to Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, ugh. Fun game, but... It's not worth 60 bucks. 50 but yeah. Or still. Like, it was a $50 mm-hmm. price tag for a game that should have been bundled at launch. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but... Yeah, it, it's it's fun. I'm excited, and I think it's safe to say you are too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that to come out. I'm probably going to play that fairly religiously once it comes out. Yeah, it's going to be probably my new Switch game because I, I got kind of burnt out on Mario Kart a little quickly because I already did it before. Yeah, I noticed that for Mario Kart, it's better to do it in short bursts than to do it in big chunks. Yeah, otherwise you get frustrated, and I don't feel like throwing my Switch out the window. Or cra- or just snapping in half. I, it's too Small expensive. tangent, actually, about that. The Switch, I found out, has incredible durability. Really? Yeah, I was on uh, I was on Facebook the other day and I was just kind of scrolling and I saw this article pop up. There was this YouTuber who does stress tests on equipment by uh. taking them up in a drone and dropping them a thousand feet. Oh God! Yeah, the Switch survived. Really? He gave it. I think it was an eight out of ten. He gave it the Joy-Con. One of the Joy-Cons was totally shattered because I'm pretty sure that's where the Switch landed. Mm-hmm. It just totally shattered. But the system itself was totally fine. It had scratches, obviously. Right. And this wasn't in a case or anything. It was the bare switch dropped from a 1,000 feet on pavement. Oh, God. And it survived. He was like, all right, well, let's see if this thing turns on. Probably not. I doubt it. He's like, what? It's on? <laughs> <laughs> and it, like the screen itself had no scratches. Granted, that was probably luck about where it landed. Mm-hmm. But still. And the Joy-Con that survived worked. Um, wow yeah he said like this is legitimately surprising because i've been hearing horror stories about like the switches like them bending due to heat or whatnot oh yeah yeah personally like none of my friends have had that happen thankfully but yeah we haven't had any issues yet yeah all all of the horror stories with the switch that i've heard about i haven't had any of them like i've been Mm. so happy with this system i'm like maybe they've just been playing for like a long period of time like several days with leaving it on and that may cause it to warp over time but like honestly, honestly given some people these days i would really not be surprised yeah, about that yeah so so maybe with like excessive usage i could see that but I, I i agree i haven't heard anybody with our within our circles anyway who's had that problem yeah but switch is great arms looks like it's gonna be great oh yeah and it's definitely a buy for me yeah okay so uh another one i want to get into that i've been playing for a while and finally got this dude to play is Prey. Yeah. So um, I we saw the trailers initially at first, and I was kind of hesitant about it. And then uh, we decided to rent it one day, my little brother and I. And uh, we didn't return that thing for like a week, and I ended up buying it for the, the whole thing. Jeez. So it's it's really fantastic. So before I go into it, um, would you like to offer... Well, I'll give you the ba- basic details. So Before you do that, oh, sure, I sure. just need to mention one thing. Okay. You said you rented it. Yeah. Where the heck do you rent games anymore? Redbox. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we've actually right. found a red box that had one locally, and we were we we lucked out and rented it for like a whole week. Okay. So yeah, because I, I haven't seen game rentals since Blockbuster. Went I know, out of I know, and usually I'm not one to go rent games from Redbox, but you know, Prey was out, and we were kind of on the fence about it. So we're like, why not? It's three bucks. What could yeah. go wrong? Sure. I end up spending seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seventy five. Fifteen for the rental fees, and then sixty for the whole game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you rented it past due oh no we, we kept we kept renewing it oh okay okay yeah. gotcha okay that makes a lot more sense but yeah um go ahead and give a quick overview so basically you are uh morgan you and you are exploring a space station that's been taken over by these xenomorph creatures called mimics 
and they're trying to find out what's going on with the station, who you really are, who... It's, it's a very complex story, and there's a whole lot of exploration, which I think you can, you can attest to, because, like... Oh, yeah. Within... We, you got to play for, well, I want to say... Probably about, about four, five hours, hours, yeah. And you got, like, really into exploring all the rooms and getting lost in the subquests. Yeah, he actually... For the sake of the story and just so I experienced, like, a good chunk of it, he's like, I want you to, like, stop what you're doing right here and just go here... So you see this, and just so we can move it along, because we were crunched for time a little earlier today. We had mm-hmm. to go to a, a thing in uh, Greensboro. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm glad he kind of did that, because I can always go back and explore. But, yeah, from what I want, I, I definitely want to explore more in that game, oh, yeah. because, oh, my God, it <laughs> is so deep. There's so much you can do. Oh, yeah. And, and there's so there's many... literally a checklist to find all of the dead crew. Oh yeah, and like there's so many different ways you can approach different situations. So yeah, like uh, there's neuromods, which basically give you abilities in the game. It's kind of like this game is kind of like a mix between Dead Space, System Shock Two, and Uncharted. And the reason why I say Uncharted is because there's a lot of good movement mechanics. Like as you saw, you can climb on stuff. You can yeah. kind of like hover to places. It's it's really uh, a lot of free, a surprising amount of free movement for the kind of game it is. Um, and with the abilities, you can either hack your way through stuff, you can sneak your way through stuff, you can uh, literally move stuff out of the way if you have the right points allocated. Yeah, yeah. No, I've um, I've allocated two points or uh, two levels of hacking, two levels of lifting, and one level of repairing. So far, for like major skills, I've gotten a few here and there because I've noticed there's so many things that are just like, hey, you need lifting three or whatever they call it. Uh, I think it's leverage. Uh, leverage three. Yeah, yeah, leverage three in order to move this. And I can see what's behind it and it's something good and mm-hmm. I want it. So I've been putting points into leverage and it seems like a good idea. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's just there's just so much to explore. And the story I find really compelling. And yeah. like you, you're lost into it now. Just just wait till the ending, man. It's it's a lot like Persona in the way like the world just kind of changes around you. Jeez, yeah, no, I've I picked up a bit of the story, and like a lot of the story is in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. as well as random notes or books or emails that oh, you find. Oh gosh, I remember. So, I I will never forget your face when you read the note about the organic material just sitting on one of the tables. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's recycle grenades, which there's materials for crafting, and if you throw a recycle grenade at stuff. It basically creates like a black hole, more or less, and it, then pops out material that you can use. And there was a note with like a pound of organic material. It's like, yeah, this used to be part of me. Don't get too close to these. And I was just like, <laughs> huh, <laughs> okay. Oh man, your face was priceless. Well, <laughs> I had the I had weird reactions to this game mm-hmm. from what you've said because without getting too much into spoilers, you repeat the first five minutes of the game Mm -hmm. after five minutes and i and i was supposed to turn left after i walked out my door the second time and i turned right instead (laughs) just because i like thought i had seen something when i opened the door oh man and the jump scare noise (laughs) the like like the really loud obnoxious noise that is the only thing that makes jump scares scary (laughs) um played you don't and, get like like a picture I, frame. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at like wires, I think, and I thought I had seen something I could pick up. And then I turn around, and the lady who had previously been alive was no longer alive. <laughs> she was just kind of sitting there, and I was just like, "Huh, okay." okay. And I've already played through the game, so I know exactly what jump scare it is. When he turned the exact wrong way, I just lost it. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's amazing how much they lose their effect when you're not looking the way you're supposed to. Yeah. That and like that happened again. Like oh, yeah. the, <laughs> what what are they called again? The uh big black Oh, things. they're called um Predators. I yeah. Think. No, is it's not the is it Predators? Yeah, it's something like that. Something like that. Phantoms. Phantoms, there you go. Yeah. Phantoms. P word. Um <laughs> Yeah, there's a phantom, the first phantom I saw, which are basically these things that can possess the corpses they kill. I don't know why, because they look the same, but they do that. And um, I saw one in a window, or rather, I should have seen one in a window. (laughs) There was dramatic music playing, and like I heard a noise, and I was like looking for it, and I was like, where the heck is this thing? I'm amazed at your precision of you looking everywhere but the window. Yeah. (laughs) And so I didn't see it, and the AI that's, like, basically my Navi of this game goes, that's a phantom. You're going to want to stay away from that thing. <laughs> and I was just like, what was a phantom? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but story seems great so far. I got to the point where he gives you, like, your ultimate objective. Mm-hmm. Like, you give yourself your ultimate objective mm-hmm. based on recordings in the past. And I pretty much figured out a whole chunk of the story before it was explicitly told to me just because of context clues. Mm -hmm. And it seems pretty cool. And the environment is definitely great. The combat's very, really simple. It's a third-person shooter with, like... No, no, no. First person. Sorry. First person. Sorry. (laughs) First person shooter with um, some different weapons that are not traditionally seen. Oh, like yeah. a glue gun. Yeah, that that was the most... Uh, that took the most uh, time to get used to because like, it's just yeah. it's just such an odd weapon and it's, it's very versatile. Yeah, and I kind of noticed that the, the pistol aiming is very rigid. Like, if you're shooting at something, you're shooting at something and you can just, like, pump rounds into it and kill it. Mm-hmm. The combat is very simple. Like, yeah. it's not hard to master, but maneuvering around the environment... So you don't get killed by everything is the real challenge. Oh yeah, fighting them is not so much. Mm-hmm. And you really haven't gotten far enough in the game to really, uh, like, really know what your options are at this point. No, I only really have a pistol, a toy, like crossbow that shoots <laughs> foam darts, and the glue gun, as well as just a few grenades, but nothing that really helps me at this current point. Mm-hmm. But, um. But yeah, so yeah. I, the I like the how the inventory system is done. I think the inventory, yeah, the inventory sy- system is very similar to Deus Ex and and System Shock Two actually, which yeah, is why I bring yeah. that up. And I do like the crafting system. I like I like that. What what are your thoughts on it so far from what you've seen? I like the crafting system a lot. You can collect various junk and then recycle it in a recycle unit mm-hmm. that basically just through science converts <laughs> it to small blocks of material. You can put into a what is it called? Uh, um, duplicate? Not a duplicator. No, 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 no. It's a replicator. Replicator. It's not a replicator either. Fabricator. Fabricator. That's it. Um, yeah, and it creates whatever you have blueprints for. Mm-hmm. Some of which are story items. Some of which are ammo. Some of which are weapons, etc. You get the point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. I haven't gotten very many crafting recipes, but I'm excited to because oh, yeah. I have. I have so much material. Like, I pick up everything oh, yeah. in a game that allows me to pick up everything. <laughs> and that's really cool to me. The The biggest thing, though, that I mentioned, like, right after I stopped playing, I was going out a door into a new area that I just got a key card for. And this stupid little uh, mimic pops up pretending to be a bucket. <laughs> and... 
I was just like, will you get out of here? I'm like trying to see this new area and I had to beat it with a wrench before I can move on. <laughs> and I, and he just kind of, he just kind of turns to me. And he's just like, you aren't really even like psyched out by this anymore. You're more frustrated. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, these are pissing me off. <laughs> right. Like you kind of get used to some of them as the game progresses. Just like because the small the smaller ones are just really more of an annoyance. They're more of an annoyance, and you can kind of start to predict where they are. But like also, slight spoiler for the beginning of the story, you see the first mimic that you see, I guess, when some guy is like, "Can I get a cup of coffee?" And he's just like, "Wait, why is my coffee empty?" And then it turns into a mimic and devours him. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, okay then. That is not coffee. <laughs> and to me, that drilled into my head, the mimics can be anything and trust no coffee cup. <laughs> so anytime I see a coffee cup, coffee I will destroy any coffee cup <laughs> I see because I'll be damned if I'm getting killed by a coffee cup. Like, it just drilled into me. Coffee cup evil. Destroy coffee cup. So if you have any unwanted coffee cups you'd like to get rid of, send your coffee cups to 555. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was like <laughs> that was just like a fun. I like to make games fun. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. games are supposed to be fun. And the game that lets you play the way you want to, I think, kind of helps uh, you do that. Yeah, definitely. To me, that actually kind of annoys me in a slight, like a very, very slight sense, because I know in a path you'll find different things, like different items, maybe get different experience, or maybe find an item that's kind of useful. Mm-hmm. This game actually hasn't done that so much. Like, it's just been like, you can get here a different way through different perks, but it's basically just use this wall that lets you lift stuff or use this wall that lets you hack stuff. Well, some stuff you need to have specific uh, abilities to get to. Like, uh, when you got to, like, the um, the the, the, the uh, airlock, yeah. you have those uh, leverage three blocks in the way. There's no other way to get in there. Believe me, I've checked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's just uh, you need to get those certain abilities just to, just to get there. Yeah. But um, with Deus Ex specifically, like I mentioned, this game is very familiar, like or similar to Deus Ex in a lot of ways, uh, because of the inventory system and because you can play it your own way. Like Deus Ex also has it, so you don't need to do a set way. You can get into various areas through different means. Mm -hmm. But in Deus Ex, you might find credits or something at event, and. In this one, it's less like that and more just like you've decided to take a different path. Mm -hmm. So I don't like it when they have a different path that stops you from getting a certain item unless it's like you have to spend an, an extraordinary amount of like neuro points to get the perk to get through this area. And because you spent those points, you're rewarded with something. That's mm -hmm. a little different, but... It still is just a slight pet peeve of mine because I'm very completionist when it comes to games. Right, and I think that point is forgivable because every area is re-explorable. Like, there's never, there's almost no point in the game yeah. where, like, you are not allowed to go back to certain places. Like, every, every place on the map will always be available. So, you may not be able to get to it now, but yeah. once you get that ability later, you're always welcome to come back and get there. It may be a little bit more treacherous. But it's never like off limits. Like it's like you can't go back. Yeah, like I've noticed. I've noticed that so far, and that's that's nice because mm -hmm. I don't like it when an area just gets cut off because whatever. Reason. Especially when you're lacking a particular ability, and you can only pick like one or two that you really need to get through there. Yeah, but all in all, I'm really impressed by this game. The eh, I've actually played a 
fair amount at this point, so mm-hmm. I can give it a good judgment. I am not a person who likes horror games. Right. Ever. Mm-hmm. I hate horror. <laughs> I am such a pansy when it comes to horror. Oh, yeah, me too. This game I kind of steered away from because I heard it's more horror-like, and I'm like, eh, I'll pass then. But after playing it, I played it because he wanted to talk about it a lot because he has been doing nothing but talking about this game. <laughs> almost, almost. Almost, yeah, but you sung its praises, and I was just like, I'll give it a shot. If I absolutely hate it because it's horror, I'll just turn it off. Yeah, yeah. But I, I want to get this game now. Yeah, because like I've, I've heard that too, and it's really more survival horror with an emphasis on survival than horror. Like, the horror element and the creepy elements are still there, but it's not like amnesia where that's the focus yeah i don't i don't like that just because i don't feel like paying to get scared yeah exactly i'm the same way so like i'm okay with getting like creeped out and uneasy but like just just to be scared mm. yeah not a fan of amnesia even though i've acquired both dark descent and machine for pigs (laughs) over the years because of various bundles or whatever Mm. i have a lot of horror games i haven't played them but i have them that's very true but yeah so, well, so that's all I got to really say about Prey. It's really good. It's a good survival horror game. And uh, if you're looking for something on the PS4 that will... Well, it's also on PC. Is it on PC? Yeah, it's on PC and I probably Xbox One. But honestly, like, I don't think there's anything that like Xbox One gets that PS4 or PC doesn't get right. anymore. So the bottom line is if you enjoy a really good survival horror game with a really good amount of, amounts of plot and a very deep plot line... Get this game. It's really good. Yeah. Even after like just a short amount of time, I can definitely give this game a recommendation. But moving on then, um, Fire Emblem Shadows of Valentia. Mm. This game is a remake of Fire Emblem Gaiden, which is the second game. And it's originally for NES. And honestly, I was going to give this game a pass at first because Fates kind of let me down. Like I loved the concept of basically red version blue version yellow version for fire emblem Mm. because i love fire emblem and fates just let me down because it got too complicated yeah i couldn't even get through the first one like i tried to play birthright twice and i just i just couldn't do it it just was not happening for me it was not in the cards and so anyways this one i was gonna give a pass because also because I had had a bad experience with Shadow Dragon, which is a remake of Fire Emblem 1. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, they're, making a, they're remaking another old game. It probably will be okay, but I'm probably not going to get it. And then our local video game store, uh, Lost Ark Video Games, shout out. They, um, they were having a midnight launch, and they're a small used retro game store. So whenever they have a new launch, they'll always have some promotion with it, which I love. <laughs> And I love giving them business because Dan's a great guy and he's a good friend. Um, So they said, if you buy it on launch night, it's $30 instead of 40. And so my friend Austin told me this, Austin, the host, the other host of our (laughs) podcast. Yeah, of course you guys know Austin. And um, he messages me and he's like, yeah, you're getting this, right? And I was like, yeah. And he said, well, it's $30 if you get a Lost Ark. And I was like, oh, so went and got it. Started playing it, and I was blown away. Like, I had probably such low expectations for this game (laughs) that they were so easily met because this reminded me of how fun Fire Emblem can be when it's not overly complicated and the waifus are predetermined. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's support conversations in this one too, but they're not as deep, which is kind of a negative, but at the same time, doesn't really matter. 
but there are no there's no wifing in this game. You really? do not ship the characters. Ah, okay. They are pre-shipped if shipped at all. And that is a little ring to me because it just lets it lets me play the game. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the children in Fates was really complicated. I liked it in Awakening. Didn't really work in Fates, but mm-hmm. I'm digressing. This one follows two heroes, Alm and Celica. Those those are kind of difficult names. A little bit. Yeah, and um, you play as both of them at once after you get through Act One. That is, mm-hmm. you start as Alm, you join the Resistance, and he leads them into glorious battle yes. against the empire that's crossed the border decreed by literally the gods mm-hmm. who in this game are actually literally incarnate they exist in the world you meet the gods they decreed this half of the continent is this this country this half of the continent is this one don't ever cross it or we're gonna get pissed more or less so and you know how well we are how good we are at listening yes people are bad listeners they break the treaty plot happens i actually haven't finished it yet myself um but from what i have gathered it's Alm trying to fight the war and selica is trying to appease the gods mm. more so or rescue the god and you start as Alm with the resistance like i said you go through you clear a chunk you uh re- you uh, rescue ugh. you go through as Alm, you clear a castle, you free it from the army, mm. and then you flip over to Celica. And they were childhood friends, and they're bonded by fate through some, basically a scar, which is mm-hmm. the mark of heroes. And Celica has been living in hiding because she lived in the castle that you rescued. And um, I just keep saying rescued. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she lived in that, and she is like, yeah... Something's not right with the gods. I'm going to go out and figure out what's wrong because she's also a priestess. Mm-hmm. So you go on you go on as her. Eventually, the two cross paths and they fight because, you know, that's what they do. They want to solve the conflict in two different ways. And she goes to the Tower of Mila, which is the god in this world. Alm goes to invade the other country and stop the king from invading this country. Which, mm-hmm. Saying that out loud, <laughs> <laughs> saying that out loud sounds kind of odd, but you know, medieval conflicts. There you go. But the two get split up because literally the continent gets like divided mm-hmm. because of earthquakes, and you can control both of them at once. You can control Alm when you want to. You can control Celica when you want to. And they both go through the acts at the same time. Uh, I'm on act four. I don't know how many there are in total. And once you get to the end point for one character, you have to get to the end point for the other character in order to progress the overall plot. But you Uh. can still play in skirmishes as the other character. Oh, cool. And there are enemies that will pop up on the map and roam it. If they run into you, you go into combat. Okay. Yeah, I got to say, like, based on the little bit I was able to play today, because, like, let's be honest, there's a lot of plot and fire on them to get to, through to get to the actual... It's about like, a 40-hour game. Yeah. But, like, from what I saw, I like I really like the map mechanic, because I know that's not necessarily, like, new, per se. No. But I do like... It, it how- depends on the game. Some games always have a map, and others will just have, like, an overworld system where you just decide where to go instead of roaming the map. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I always like the map more because it's more immersive. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's a bit more uh, linear than um, some of the other map systems they've had. Were. Yeah, definitely. But, like, I do like the little nodes and, like, the most recent edition, which I think is the most unique of any Fire Emblem, which would be the dungeon crawling. Yeah, I never actually played the original because it was Japanese only. Mm -hmm. So this is the first time I've been able to play um, Gaiden. And the dungeon crawling is so much fun. Oh my gosh! I was so, like I was even amazed they had like three D characters that you could like operate because even like in the overworlds it was always the sprites. Yeah, it's always the sprites, and that was definitely unique and definitely something new. Mm -hmm. You run into the enemy in the dungeon and you engage in a little skirmish, which is nothing on the scale of like an actual like combat level or chapter or whatever. It's they, like half a one. Yeah, like, it's like. Not even half. It's just like it's very brief, and it's just meant to like give you some fighting to do and to and tire out, tire out your army, tire out your army, and it lets you it lets you grind, mm -hmm. lets you grind, which is a must in every Fire Emblem oh, yes. game. Oh yes, oh yes. But for any newcomers since Fire Emblem Seven, which was the one called Fire Emblem on the Game Boy Advance in the states, this is going to be a bit of an adjustment curve <laughs> because you can only have. One item per unit. I know that's so frustrating, and you can only have one like weapon per unit, or like yeah. an additional weapon. Because I was trying to get, um, well, you, you always have the base weapon, right? Which is like a sword, but it's a crappy sword unless you give them like a real weapon, right? So, for example, I gave him an iron sword, uh, the main character, right? And uh, which was fine. And then I'm like, well, let's give him a shield to go with that sword. It replaced the sword with the shield. So I have the crappy sword again, yeah. but I at least have more defense. So you can't have, like, it's either do you do I get a better weapon or do I get a better shield? Or yeah. do I just equip a good shield? It, it, depend, it depends on what perks you want. Mm -hmm. And from what I've noticed, you give the fighters, like the people who are supposed to use weapons, you give them a weapon. Mm -hmm. You give the shields, you give the rings, you give the whatever else to the clerics and the mages. Mm -hmm. because And the archers, actually. Actually, archers do have bows, but I... For a while, I didn't have a bow, mm -hmm. so I gave the archer a shield, and it's really nice. Like, the clerics, in this game, magic is OP as heck, and instead of uses, it just depletes your HP every time you cast a spell, and it tells you how much HP it's going to cost when you cast it. Mm -hmm. Some spells cost one, like fire, and some spells cost 12, which is the summon. Oh, God. Yeah, you can summon, like, revenants to fight for you, and it's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Um... But yeah, it's it's a very unique system. I really enjoy it now that I've actually learned it. Mm -hmm. And now that I've learned it, I'm hooked. <laughs> so I really I really want to like finish this game and give it a proper like review. I probably won't talk about it on the podcast again, but I'll mm -hmm. probably write a review myself. But and, uh, after playing what little I was able to today, I'm definitely interested and I may get it sometime down the road. Yeah. Hopefully, if I finish it soon, we can probably just trade each other, pray for Fire Emblem for a while. <laughs> there you go. Problem yeah, solved. We'll solve the problem. I definitely do want to pick up Prey for my collection, though, because that is that is one game that I definitely want to own. Oh yeah, it's I, I was I was honestly surprised how good it was. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Any other thoughts you have on the Fire Emblem game before we move on to the main event? Yeah, um, I did want to mention that. It's pretty much up to you what your units are. Oh yeah, forgot yeah. about that. You get villagers in Alm's army. You get, I think, one in Celica's, but it's much, much later down the line. Her units are fairly preset, and she has a lot of mages. Oh, <laughs> she wow. has a lot of mages. And I am not complaining because, like I said, mages are amazing. <laughs> um, the units that you start with in Alm's story are all villagers except for Alm. He's a 
he's the Lord class. Mm-hmm. Um, and villagers can be classed up into anything, depending on gender, actually. You can't be a cavalier as a woman, and you can't be a Pegasus Knight as a man. So there's a couple gender restrictions, which honestly is fine because they have a mix of men and women, mm-hmm. and you pick what you want your units to be. Now, I mixed, I gave myself a mixed bag, but there are a lot of people online who are saying I made all of them mercenaries because mercenary evolves. The final form of a mercenary is a dread fighter. There's a fun piece of trivia. There is a glitch in the original Fire Emblem Gaiden that a dread fighter could class up to a villager God. and thus creating a closed loop. Mm-hmm. You could go from villager to mercenary to I dread fighter. No, I think there's one before dread fighter, but I can't remember. And then dread fighter, and then back down to villager, and you keep your amazing stats, <laughs> and then go into something else. Now, I don't have the patience for that, so I didn't do that. But I did get myself like two mercenaries because one, they're good classes, and two, mm-hmm. I want to try that. <laughs> I, I do want to try it. But I'm not going to go crazy and make all of my villagers killagers. Right, right. And, like, nah, it's just not worth it to me. But it, it's a fun piece of trivia. And people who are hardcore who, like, want to make competitive in very large air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to make a competitive team, then, yeah, that's that's how you do it. You make them dread fighters so you can loop them back to villager. And they have insane stats for whatever class you want to make them next. God. I will say though that the 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 user the UI is like really good. It's so oh, yeah. pretty, and like they they have a health bar now. It was, I don't think that's always been a thing, but like they'll show you where the health bars will be after combat, assuming normal combat values. And they've, I know they've done that for uh, numbers, like like day in and day out, like where their HPs will fall. They've had like modified versions of that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the UI is a little different in this one actually because it shows you. It doesn't show you pure number for just like how much damage you'll deal Mm -hmm. it shows what your attack is and what their defense is and thankfully this is one of those games that you literally just subtract the two and that's how much damage you do yep and there's not like some long-winded calculation like in pokemon where Mm -hmm. you can where you like have to do exponents and like all these factorials and determining what your damage is gonna be yeah and even during the battle cutscenes, you can still see like all the pertinent stats like your damage your hit rate all of it so you know exactly what's going on at any given point in the game yeah exactly and and it just looks cool too like i don't know what it's about it i just love the format yeah it looks really cool and it's fully voice acted i know that's so which is great for a fire emblem game normally they have voice acting but this is like even for the meaningless scenes Mm -hmm. they're voice acted and that's really cool to me I, I can always get behind more and more voice acting, honestly. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it always adds to a game for me. Cool. Now, I guess it is time for the main event. Persona 5! Yes! We have mentioned this, this thing on the podcast basically every time we've had a podcast. I know you have you beat it, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Probably about a week ago at this like, point. Like a week ago, and I beat it like a month ago. So yeah. I've been dying to talk about this game. He didn't have finals. <laughs> I did. Hey, I have a job. That's kind of like finals all the time. Yeah, well, 
Not really. You could get Not off really. and then want to play a video game. Me, I finished class and my homework, and I just want to sleep. That's fair. That's so. fair. So before we really get into it, we just want to go ahead and say explicitly one more time, we are going into a full spoiler territory here. So yes. if you don't want to get the end of the game spoiled for you, end of the game spoiled for you, which I recommend you don't do because it's Think of so this. Good. Think of this as the bad ending for the podcast. You can end <laughs> it here if you want to and start another one of our podcasts instead. Yes, exactly, so, exactly. from all of us here at Borderline Panels, buy Persona 5 <laughs> so you can listen to the rest of this podcast. I mean, we already have like a few other members who are trying to finish this up as well, like, and they're having a blast too. Like, yeah. It's just good. Yeah. And you don't want the games, you don't want the plot spoiled for you. It takes the fun out of it. I now know how you feel though. Yeah. Because he messaged me when he finished the game even before he finished the game, and he was just like, the plot is getting so good. Where are you in the plot? And I was like, I'm not there yet, dude. Just give me a bit. Well, then hurry up. I want to talk about it. I now know how he feels. <laughs> because any one of my friends was like, yeah, I'm not quite finished yet. I'm just like, <laughs> I want to talk. Oh, my gosh. So uh, I guess we'll jump into, like, the gameplay now that we've had, like, sufficient, like, each of us have an hour, 100 hours apiece yeah. in this game. Yeah. The gameplay stayed solid. Oh man, the entire time. Like I know I was really concerned about the sneaking and how that may kind of like bog the game down. But as the game progressed and as I got further into it, I was so thankful that that yeah. was a thing. It wasn't I actually went real back to Persona stealth. Four. Yeah, it's not. But like it gives you the ability to hide from enemies and kind of like go forward without being impeded. It made ambushing easier. Oh yeah, and you didn't have that in Persona Four. You had to no. kind of like loop around enemies, and yeah. it got really kind of convoluted. It was luck. Yeah, yeah. Because in Persona Three as well. When you took a swing at them to try to ambush them, it was kind of hit or miss whether or not you actually hit the sweet spot to ambush them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, this game, it was so much, so much more polished than the oh other games. Gosh. But honestly, that comes with age. Yeah, yeah. So you say the same thing about four with three, and I'm now saying about five with four. Mm -hmm. It is so much more polished. <laughs> I mean, like, again, the user interface was just really nice and was concise. You didn't have – it didn't feel clunky at all. No, honestly, when I first saw it and it had, like, the basically the commands were exploding yeah, out like of you. Yeah, the, like the burst I commands. was like – no, not – yeah. No, like, just like, like, it's just like a burst of, yeah. like, options. I was just like, that looks really busy because <laughs> I'm used to the menu. And then I was like, wait a minute. I can see all my commands at once. Mm -hmm. And instead of scrolling, all I got to do is push button. Yep. And you're there. That's actually brilliant. Yeah, I love it. it and was... it, it's really not as confusing as it looks at first. Mm -hmm. And, like, everything that is kind of intimidating about this game stops being intimidating after the first, like, couple hours. Yeah, yeah. Or definitely after the second palace, I feel like. Once you get through No, that... after the first palace, I was fine. Okay, okay. Se second palace. No, I think, for me, I didn't really get in my groove until the third palace. Okay. Because I didn't get the SP bangles until after that one. And that okay. was just... <laughs> that was an interesting time. Let's pause for a sec and just <laughs> give a huge shout out to the beautiful mind that came up with the idea of sp adhesive three. Oh my god you are thank the best. you <laughs> that made dungeoneering so, so much, much easier. easier oh my so god so much just because never like i would avoid combat because i was risking running out of sp mm -hmm. now in this one i didn't have to worry yep, yep. and i grinded enough money to get an sp bangle for everybody in my party 
and I was really happy I did. Oh god, that was get back seven SP per turn, which either means I'm netting SP or my action just didn't cost anything this turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until you got to later stages, because those just get yeah, it just expensive. costs like thirty thirty SP per like pass. Yeah. Those skills are amazing, and oh, like mm, that mm. actually is where it started to get a little bit tricky, mm. and I would start to run low on SP yeah. in dungeons, but that happened like once. Right, right. And by the time I was like getting to that point, I just had a little bit more a dungeon to go. Right. And then I was done, so I was just like, keep going. <laughs> I know I'm almost there. And it was never a problem once I got those. Like that just made the game so much easier for me. And like honestly, I'm kind of considering taking them off for my next playthrough. <laughs> but at the same time, I know I'm saying that now, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but, but but yeah, the yeah. gameplay was just absolutely solid. Like the whole absolutely. the whole way through. I like there was not there. I didn't even notice like any like weird glitches or anything. Like nothing yeah. out of the ordinary really happened. The best thing for me was implementing the uh, Shimigami Tensai. Um, way of recruiting personas instead of oh, doing the they brought it back I was so yeah. happy instead of doing the tarot card system which they've been doing for three and four which I was kind of like I know how to play shuffle but I don't always get the option to recruit a persona either mm-hmm. granted the shadows weren't personas right. in those games right. they were like legit shadows so it was different but I'm really glad they brought it back. Yeah, because that was like old school. You really couldn't talk with shadows, and uh, you could talk to them in the first and the second game. I yeah, think. I, I think I never this, played. I don't myself. know about the second one. The first one definitely. Yeah, absolutely. But like three and four kind of strayed away from that, and that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. But like that's the a- reason I think they did that is because they were trying to make Persona its own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the talking mechanic got like really complex and probably like slowed down the gameplay substantially because it was. I don't think it was very well implemented in the first few games. I can't really speak to that. But in this game, it oh, was fun. So and if you, if you didn't so want to recruit easy. the persona, you could get money or you could get an item. Mm-hmm. And in the later sections of the game, getting an item gets you amazing skill cards. Yeah. So, God. like, I was getting, I don't remember what it's called, but it was the one for heavy blessed damage to all enemies. Oh my God. I was getting that, like, regularly. And I was just like, thank you. <laughs> it was so nice. But. I thought that was probably the best gameplay gameplay mechanic that they implemented because it just it flowed so much better mm-hmm. and it made completing the compendium so much oh, easier. God, like I haven't gotten to that point, but yeah, just just trying to get personas. Yeah. To make I sure haven't actually, I haven't finished was... the compendium either, but I'm eighty percent of the way. I'm like fifty something, I think. Yeah, I recruited every persona I ran into, even if it meant like just getting rid of it immediately after mm-hmm. because I wasn't actually going to use it. I recruited it, so I had it in the compendium. I can buy it later to fuse more things for the compendium. Right, right. But, yeah, it was it was great. And I will say, like, I, I, I was kind of jarred at first with the uh, fusion mechanics and mm-hmm. the, fu- the atmosphere of the Velvet Room. Like, that is the most hostile yeah. Velvet Room I've ever seen. Well, you were literally, you felt like a prisoner. So because you're like, in a prison. Yeah, and the Velvet Room reflected that. Yeah. God. And you're also being a thief, so prison kind of makes sense. And I get that, but, like, like, like for Fusion, you had, you put them to the guillotine. Yeah. Like, like you literally execute Yeah, you literally execute them, or, or the electric chair, or the, or the gallows. Or, yeah. like That was dark. Like, hanging a persona was, that made me go, like, what <laughs> like that was dark yeah like it's it's definitely a heavier heavier yeah. feeling but like it's it's not unwelcome I, yeah. I it was it was it was nice all the personas though they were all voice acted i know and like 
they got so much more personality that this time I felt like I actually liked the personas a lot more because mm-hmm. you saw them more, you interacted with them more. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a favorite persona personally from this game? Oh yeah, let's see. As I, it's a uh, uh, Rimakala. Rimakala. The the elephant that reflects physical and gun. Yeah, and I think it's like resistant to fire. Like, sure, I think it does it reflect. I think it's resistant to curse. But it's very weak to bless. Yeah. And that's a little unfortunate. But, like, when everything in their mother usually has a physical attack of some sort, it's just amazing. Like, oh, the, yeah. I took that thing from, like, level 45 to, like, 73 or some obnoxious number. Yeah. No, I used I used that thing once I got it for, like, a very good long while. And it helped me against certain mementos battles that were giving me a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. And that was that was so useful. My personal favorite is Black Frost. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Jack Frost as a character, and like, yeah, he's the staple of the series. Mm-hmm. But I love him; he's great. He's adorable, <laughs> and I my favorite color is black. I like the fact that it adds fire to him, mm-hmm. so I get a really powerful fire and ice caster. Yeah, that looks like Jack Frost <laughs> and is a little mischief maker. There you go. I loved him; he was great. And, yeah, I used him for a really long time after mm-hmm. I got him as well. Yeah, I'm still using Grimacala. I'm in my second playthrough, oh, and, that's, and that's just, like, that's my go-to, because, again, everything uses physical. Yeah, I, I used Grimacala for a little while, but I actually subbed him out for Rangda, which is, like, to describe him, he's, like, a red little imp that, like, is, like, floating in the air with really long fingernails, and he's just kind of swaying back and forth. <laughs> He had curse skills as well as also reflecting physical and uh, gun damage. Ooh. So I didn't have a curse user at the time, and I was like, I have whatever Gera Makala has, and they're more powerful than him, so mm-hmm. thanks for your service. <laughs> like, I love That's you. Fair. You've been great. That's fair. But I'm moving on. And, yeah, so I used him instead of Gera Makala after a while. But, yeah, that was... <laughs> those personas were all... They were really nice to have. Oh, they made gosh. the game a little more convenient. But story now. Oh, there's so much. Like, okay, do we do we want to start with uh, Igor, or do we want to hold off on him for right now? Uh, start wherever you want to. Like, I'm gonna start just like okay immediately well, right off the bat. Jumping you into the casino palace looked fantastic, mm-hmm. and just seeing like I thought it was a real place at first, and uh-huh. I was like, man, you're a dick. <laughs> And, like, stealing something or other, which turned out to be the treasure, which turned out to actually not actually be the treasure. Oh, God. Like, there's so much so happening many in twists that scene. And turns. The biggest thing that got me, though, and we'll get into this more in a minute, was the butterfly at the beginning of the game was so much more relevant than I ever oh realized. Oh, my God. There's just, there's so many things that looking back now is just, like, the whole time? The yeah. whole time. The, the whole, whole time. time. Whole time. I didn't even give that a second thought. I thought that was like my inner thoughts talking to me yeah, or, and being like, hey, you got to do this so you don't or just die. Like, or just like, here's the MacGuffin of the game. Half This is what you need to do. Kinda yeah, deal. yeah, kind of. And yeah, and <laughs> the beginning of the game makes so much more sense after you beat the game at oh, one time. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, you start in the interrogation room. You work your way back to the interrogation room. And <laughs> if you don't get to the interrogation room because you like miss a deadline or something... Mm-hmm. You get murdered. Yeah, just, that's it. Yeah. And so, I actually called the first major plot twist because it was obvious, first of all. And second of all, 
he noticed Morgana spoke. Yeah, and I I completely forgot about the pancakes thing. Oh, I I noticed it. And I was just like, was that Morgana who said it, or was it somebody else? Yeah, because like, I me a second. yeah because I I just it was just so innocuous that it just kind of went over my head at the time. And, yeah, and looking back, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, how did I miss that? My friend Martin, uh, he found a clip of Akechi saying delicious pancakes over and over <laughs> just like looped I don't know why it exists but it exists <laughs> and we just started calling him delicious pancakes as a joke anytime he came on screen we're like hey it's delicious pancakes oh my god <laughs> because the way he voice acted that line was so funny and usually I'm, I'm a little a bit apprehensive when like a game start at like the end or like near the end and then go back to the beginning. You have to work your way back there. It's been done a lot. Yeah. Lately. But that, this was particularly well done because the whole time I'm just like, I want to know what happened. How oh, did I yeah. get here? What happened? How did I get here? What's going to happen to me? <laughs> How am I going to get out of this? Yeah. Like I was like, that game, that got me into the game so much. Like, yeah. Like, so when a catchy joined my party though, I was just like, I knew in the back of my head, I was like, which one of my party members is going to be the traitor? Then when Akechi joined me, I was like, he's so late in the game. All of his abilities are broken. He's the traitor. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way that he's not. So I took advantage of having him and his broken abilities and used him during the duration that I uh, had him. And like, oh, my God, he is so broken. But, yeah, so I call it. expensive, though. That, yeah. eight, that SP used for the almighty damage is I never one. I either used Megaton Raid or oh, his like yeah, yeah. heavy curse and blessed damage. I forgot about that. So like he yeah, he was really useful. And <laughs> when I when you got when you caught up and then are talking to Sai and are like, Yeah, this you need to do this for me because it's very important. Like, I need you to show him the phone. Just, why? Just just do it. Show him the phone. You trust me, right? Show him the phone. <laughs> And, like, they alluded to the fact that it was a catchy because it's like, wait, not part of your party. Him. Because you specifically say, like, no, he is not in my group. Yep. And you, there's a bad ending right there where you rat out your friends. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, why would you do that, first of all? But, yeah. like, that's why it's a bad ending. He comes in and shoots you in the face. But that scene plays out exactly the same way, except side doesn't show him the phone. And you don't survive. Yeah, like that. That's just it. Yeah, the game ends. Igor's like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> like, okay, the world's gonna end now. So, good job. <laughs> and yeah, so that happens. And if you survive, I kind of predicted what happened, but I was just like, even so, I was like, I know I'm gonna survive this, but like, damn, how? How? Like, he shot me in the face. Like, you don't just walk away from that. Yeah. That was that was heavy, and I was just like, oh, my God. And the way they explain it, I'm just like, that is the most beautiful plan I have ever seen. Yeah. Then you go into hiding for a month, take down the jerk who framed you in the first place. Yes, yes, which was... <laughs> he basically dug his own grave. Oh, if man. If he hadn't done that, you wouldn't have That vindication of taking him down was just so amazing. Oh, my God. So satisfying. And I was so happy when you took him down. Yeah, and personally, I found his dungeon to be the most obnoxious. Like, Futaba was one thing. Futaba was just long, but hers was unique. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Most so, obnoxious one I thought was Kanashiro. Really? Yeah, it just took so long. I didn't have that much problem. The only reason I thought I found Kanashiro awful was because I ran out of SP, and I was determined to finish that in a day. Same. 
But like, oh my God, it just took so long and I want it to be done. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just like, please just let me finish this dungeon. I know how to do all this. I just don't want to go through any more enemies. No, but uh, uh, what was the politician's name again? Shido. Shido. Um, he his was the most obnoxious because the corridors are narrow. So yeah. the usual hiding thing I would do to get past enemies no longer works. You can't do that. So yeah, you're kind a lot of, of people, forced into A lot of people complained about that and the rat puzzle on his, but like And like honestly, if it was any other game, I would say that was like a broken level design, but considering the game and how it works and how the palaces are formed based on the people's uh, uh, minds and how they view the world it makes sense so yeah. I can't fault the game because that's how obnoxious of a person he is yeah no I thought it was fine like it didn't bother me that much like I got through that palace no problem it bothered me but it was unfortunately acceptable yeah. based on the situation no but like when you when you changed his heart and he was just like I must repent and all of the politicians near him were just like crap <laughs> I was just like yes finally yeah and then, like, I have expected them to assassinate him. Yeah, yeah, for Because he just won the presidential election. Mm-hmm. And I have expected him to not make it to Inauguration Day. And and then that's where the game gets really messed up. Yeah. It's like, you expose him as being a fraud and, like... Nobody cares. A dirtbag, and nobody even remotely cares. And you're just like, why do people not care? People need to care about this. And like, and, and like, honestly, when I was first playing the game, like, I'm used to being like, well, the Persona series is all about like a world turning against itself, like the world's consuming itself more yeah. or less. And I wasn't really getting that vibe from this game until that happened. Yeah. And like, it's amazing how like, honestly, most of the game feels normal compared to like December. Yeah. And then that just goes into like an exponential downward spiral. God, and the reveal that I know you want to talk about blew oh, my, my mind. God, it was so real quick before yes, yes. you go ahead go and ahead. say it. Yes. I'll let you say it. Okay. Igor in this game has a different voice from the other games. He normally had a very like higher old man voice. Welcome to the Velvet Room. Yeah. In this one, he had a really deep voice, and it almost sounded menacing. Like some of the stuff he was saying was kind of like, you're acting a little more shifty than usual, mm. but like you're Igor, so I'll let it go. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was kind of like the 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 movie narrator, but yeah. like worse. So then what happened, John? Oh my gosh, it turns out he was an Igor the whole time. He was the what was it? The god of chaos? It was or? the god of control. The god of control. Yes, it was Yes, it was him the whole time. And then Igor showed up and like, yes, he had a different voice actor, but it still sounded like Igor. And the reason they changed his voice in Japan was because the voice actor for Igor died, and they normally don't like replacing voices. So I guess this was one way to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we, so we just assumed when they said so to match the Japanese voice actor, we if we we cast somebody who was similar to that. So and we, I believed him. Yeah, we all did. We just assumed that. Oh, well, guess he's just taking up a whole new form with us. That's kind of a weird curveball. But yeah, hey, that, that's the direction we want to go with. All right. And then the voice, the new voice of Igor was the biggest plot point oh my god <laughs> i never like, saw it coming wait that sounds like igor was before yeah so the whole time the whole time the whole time the whole time <laughs> it was reti- oh my yeah. gosh i'm it still, boggled me i am still reeling from that even like after all this time like just how well done that reveal was yeah it boggled me so much i was just like i've never seen pr for a game influence how i reacted to a game's reveal so much before yeah no that was 
that ex- it was exceptionally well done. Oh man. Just it blew my mind. Like after the twins were like, wait, we're not supposed to kill him. We're we're here for another purpose. We're supposed to help him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So Igor was testing them. Nope. No. He not literally, literally. literally wanted them to execute me. Yeah. And they were probably gonna do it if they didn't realize that they were actually one person, which I did kind of imagine. I had a theory that like if you did their social link. They keep on mentioning, they're just like, who wrote this list? We didn't do it, but I know we did do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was some time travel mumbo jumbo, and they were both younger versions of like Elizabeth and Margaret mm-hmm. or something. And I was like, that'd be a really cool thing. But like, I mean, it kind of made sense. They each had the same yellow eye, and it was a different one they were missing. Yeah, and one of them had an eye patch over the left, and one had the right, and they were like, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, you need to fuse us. <laughs> And so we execute them, and yep. lo and behold, who was she again? I can't, God, I can't I remember terrible her name. names. I can't remember her name, and I heard it, like, once. Yeah, but, like, she's basically the voice you heard from the butterfly in the yeah. beginning, like, the whole time. Yeah, and, like, you see the butterfly again, and, like, it didn't register with me because I didn't remember it. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought the butterfly was just, like, symbolizing the internal voice. And then when I played it through it again, I was like, oh, you were there the whole time. Like, again, the whole time? The whole time. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, he's not Igor. <laughs> and God. I was like, oh, crap. Oh, no. God. Yeah. And, like, okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves because we forgot about, like, all the crazy stuff that happened right before that point. Yeah. Like, things got way messed up before that even happened. Yeah, there's just, it's such a complicated game, but I don't feel like just summarizing the whole story. But, like, yeah, it just, there were so many points that just twisted the plot. But, like, that one specifically... I was just like, I'm not sleeping until I finish this game. <laughs> right. right. It's, oh, man, that last stretch was just so intense. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. And, like, Mementos was the final dungeon, and mm. I called that, like, long before. Mm. Like, I knew that was going to be the case because I was like, what's at the bottom of Mementos? Okay, I finished every other dungeon. There's not enough time for another one. Okay, Mementos is the final dungeon. That's going to be <laughs> the final dungeon. And, like, I just knew that, and I was just waiting. Eventually, they were like, oh, we have to go to Mementos because X, Y, Z. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. And so I also knew, I was like, they said in the beginning it's the source of all palaces, so obviously I'm going to destroy it. Right, right. And and honestly, I was surprised about how Morgana's character turned out because, like... The, I was convinced that we were going to kill her. We we were both kind of convinced that, you know, she was going to turn into a shadow or we'd have, like, another, like, shadow teddy scenario where yeah. a character, like, suddenly has this secret hidden agenda and now we got to take care of that before we can really move on. Yeah, and... God, it was just so well done. And what it actually turned out to be was showing her birth. Yeah. Because Igor made her to stop this guy who tried to control the world. But Morgana couldn't remember because he took over the Velvet Room and imprisoned it. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, I know this is important. And his most dangerous prisoner is here. And I guess, yeah, Igor would be his most dangerous (laughs) prisoner. But I was expecting, like, that to be the final boss. And Mm -hmm. then we just passed it. I was just like, can we, like take a look can we we go in there and take a look oh man yeah but the biggest thing for me was seeing the palace people like the people who had the palaces in the Mm -hmm. game seeing their shadows in the cells of mementos yeah that was and they were just like yeah i was an idiot but it's much safer here and i was just like what happened to you yeah i know we even seen heart even seeing shido that was like that that did it for me i was like what what is going on in this game? Yeah. But 
Endgame, like, first I gotta mention, like, the soundtrack for this game was just amazing. <sighs> so good. Like, I have it on my phone, and I listen to it all the time while I'm driving. You even have, like, the jazz cover re- remake. Yeah. The jazz um, of it. Shout out to Insane in the Rain music. I have, mm-hmm. like, a few of his covers of Persona 5 music, and just... They're so good. Like, yeah. he did an amazing job, and, like, the music warrants it. Mm-hmm. Just because the music itself is so good. Like, yeah. I can listen to the jazz cover and the actual track, like, back-to-back, and just not get sick of it. Yeah, like, I was I was amazed. The battle music never got boring. It never no, got, it like, tedious or, like, grinding. It's just, like, this is just good. I never saw it coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've made that joke, like, Too fast way... for eyes, huh? Yeah, I- I've made that joke way too many times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the biggest track for me that I was just immediately like, let's go, mm-hmm. I love it, was um, Rivers in the Desert. Oh, man. Like, that was the... That started with Shido... And it was his boss fight theme. And then it was the final boss fight theme against the Holy Grail mm-hmm. before it changed into the form of Jaldabaoth. But like, oh my God, that track was just so epic. And it got oh. me so pumped. And I was just like, let's go. <laughs> and God, that was that was the biggest like double take of a final boss ever, though. I know. I like, know. Thinking I'm here and I'm going to fight the boss. And I was like, nope, you got about an hour of plot ahead of you <laughs> and then yeah i i did the hour of plot turns out i'm not done with the final dungeon i have another stretch to go and yep. i was like oh my god game why <laughs> like i loved it though i wasn't frustrated i just loved it and you could say it was uh, your last surprise <laughs> yeah it was my last <laughs> i hate you <laughs> We need to, like, have a pun counter on these oh, things. please, no. But, like, go into the hundreds. <laughs> no, but, like, it was just such a solid ending and just everything wrapped up perfectly. I, I've never walked... It's rare that I walk away yeah. from a game so satisfied with how, to, how it resolved itself. Yeah, but before we talk about the last technically part of the story, let's move on to the characters. Yeah, because we're kind of running a little long on time, so yeah. we'll, we'll try to hurry this up. Um, The characters were some of the best, I thought. Some mm. of them were a little eh, but for the most part, I loved them. Mm-hmm. Like, Ryuji's an idiot. Ryuji's I love an him, idiot, but, but I love him. <laughs> Anne honestly kind of fell flat for me. I, she, she was, she she was, was too comic, generic. She was comic relief, kind of. Yeah. Makoto, I absolutely loved. She was good. She was... Uh, Futaba was absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. Haru, honestly, kind of late to the game, but she was she was fun. She was a good character. I, Morgana, I, I'm still on the fence about Haru. You didn't get enough of her. Like, she came very late into the game, and at that point, I already had my party, so I didn't use her. Mm. But Morgana was just, like, entertaining. Yeah, later on. Yeah, later, later on. on. She was entertaining. Like, like, he was entertaining. I, I was genuinely mad at him during the whole Haru debacle. Yeah, I was annoying, and I was just like, can you stop being teenagers for and a even second? when you're not around, you still tell me when I gotta go to bed. Like, get out of my life. <laughs> yeah. That was the biggest annoyance, honestly, was just like, let's not do that today. Don't tell me how to live my life. Yeah, I was basically just like, I I gotta go return this overdue DVD, Morgana. (laughs) Let me return this so I don't have to pay money. I forgot, like, okay, quick side note. I had forgotten I had uh, rented a DVD when I first played. Oh, God. So I had it for, like, a month. Oh, God. And so when I returned it, I had, like, a $4,500, like, like, late fee for it. Oh, my God. And they're like, well, this is your first time, so we'll waive it. I'm like... Thank you. Okay, never again. <laughs> I honestly wonder, because this theoretically happened. I only watched one DVD because I just needed something to fill my time mm-hmm. to get the skill points. And this was the quickest way to do it. 
What if you just never return to the DVD? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you could theoretically just never do it. I wonder how that would... I think... Maybe. We'll I see. might just we'll do see. that just for, <laughs> just because. Because that would be really funny. I don't know if I want to do like another gameplay yeah. just to test the DVD but like, Let's not do that today was my only real annoyance with this game. God. But like the pace... Let me put it this way, actually. It was paced well enough that I was able to complete every social link, every video game, and read every book in one playthrough. Wow! You, wait, you did all of that? I did all of it. Jeez! Yeah, I did all that and, like, a lot of more of the achievements. That After is my... not easy to do just for people who are not familiar with the Persona series. No, I had a schedule. <laughs> like, I made a schedule or, like, modified schedule. Like, I, I knew roughly when they would appear, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, and I used, I abused the hell out of the fortune teller. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever the fortune teller was available for me to boost a social link, I did that. And, um, yeah, I got every social link, so my second playthrough is going to be a breeze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I'll get some of the abilities back. Mine will not, because I have to go and still do all the social links and read all the books and complete all the video games. So yeah. I have a lot of work to do. I am going for a full achievement run of this, and... I have 80% of the achievements done. And I'm about 56%. Yeah, the ma- the big ones that I have to do, I have to do a couple small ones, and I have to figure out a way to trigger a negotiation, mm-hmm. which ugh, that's going to be so annoying <laughs> because I don't... I got it to trigger once, and when I went through the tutorial, I accidentally pressed the wrong button and messed it up. Oh, no. And it never happened again. Really? Through the entire game. Really? Yeah. So I was just like, I can't get that achievement. Unless mm. I force it. Yeah, weird. Yeah. So I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to figure out how to do that. And I have to catch the fish, which yeah, the is going to take a lot of grinding. And I have to finish the compendium, and I have to beat the twins. Yep. Those oh, are the I major achie- achievements I have to do. I have, like, a couple small ones that I don't even remember offhand. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do another playthrough fairly soon just because I-, I needed a break. Right, right. 100 hours, and I was like, I'll do the achievements for this because I am dedicated and I really want to. But, but just, not today. Not today. Let's not do that today. <laughs> yeah, and so I started playing Last of Us, and I started playing Uncharted, and I, I, it was good to have a break because, honestly, it was a little too much Persona. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I was glad to be done. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. So but, I, I got to ask you, who would you say, of all of the social links, was best girl? Best girl? Um, for the most part, I think it's probably going to be between either Makoto or Futaba. Yeah. Makoto is definitely it for me. Anytime that I had like a plot action to like hang out with somebody that was like a special interaction, I always chose Makoto. Mm. Her personality was really sweet and I loved the interaction between her and the protagonist. I was just like, these two are adorable. She is definitely best girl. There is no contest. (laughs) I thought Futaba might be best girl. It's weird. (laughs) She's too much of a little sister to me. I got you. I got you. I don't know. I'm very partial to Futaba just because of just how much I kind of resonate with her. Because like, yeah, I, I, I like my favorite design is like the headphones. Yeah, I love that. And she's just so cheeky and like so the Mishima cynical. part during <laughs> her social link. Oh my god! Hi I was Nishima. It, it's Nishima. Uh oh, no, I got it now. She said Nishima and it was Mishima. No, I thought. Uh, no, she said Nishima. And yeah. it's Nishima, I thought. No, it's the other way around. Oh. But yeah, she oh. messed up his name, and she's just, and he's just like, well, whatever. And she's a gamer nerd, for those of you who don't know, and for those of you who don't know, why are you listening to this? <laughs> um, but yeah, she... Um, I got it now. You're an NPC. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the choices are, he's the protagonist, what's an NPC, or savage. savage. Which is the one I went with. <laughs> I went with the one for the social link, because I had a schedule. <laughs> 
but I convinced one of my friends to say savage and he did. And he was just like, that's, that's so funny. <laughs> like Futaba is one of the, she is one of my favorite characters. And I oh, love yeah, her absolutely. as a character. Absolutely. But ship wise, no, she's not best girl. I dated five, no, six girls in my run. I think I did about six or seven myself. Yeah. I didn't, I did Makoto on the fortune teller, Chihaya, Hifumi, the uh, Shogi girl, mm-hmm. uh, Futaba and Haru. I did Futaba, Makoto, Haru, uh, the teacher, the science, the the doctor. Excuse me. Um, did I say on already? Yeah, I think I did. So uh, who else? So if there was a girl in my party, I, I know I uh, yeah I did them. all of them. They- I almost did the doctor, but I just decided not to because I was just like eh. Mm. I didn't date the reporter because I, I thought she was kind of I thought she was kind of an odd character. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't date bit. the teacher because creepy. But, <laughs> I was like, what, yeah. what could happen? Let's just I, was, I was impartial to the doctor. I was like, I could see it going either way. Mm-hmm. But I decided not to. That's fair. So if you date more than one girl in this game. <laughs> oh, man. I was not ready You for get that. to choose one of them to go out with on Valentine's Day. Christmas. Both Christmas and Valentine's Day. Really? The choice is affected by Valentine's Day. Oh. Yeah. Christmas, you get to go out with one of them, and they give you oh, an item that on right, subscript right, playthroughs, right, right. your social link will go up faster with them. Right. If you have right. the same persona. And, really? Um, it's not the Christmas thing? Because that's, that's, that's where you get the item, and yeah, then, then everybody else the, is trying to give you an item. And then no, you get chocolates no, 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 no. That's on right. Valentine's that's Day. That's right. That's right. Because it's after you get out of prison. Right, 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 right. And um, I did Makoto because best girl, and that was a really sweet scene. And then the next day, (laughs) the next day, (laughs) all of my love interests that I did not (laughs) respond to the text messages of wanting to hang out on Valentine's Day showed up at my place of residence. Oh, man, I did not. I'm just like, and they're mad, (laughs) except for one. Futaba was sad. I could not handle that. Oh, man. She's like, I made this for you, and it's a stuffed Morgana. And I was just like, oh, my God. I feel so bad. The uh, rest of them, I was just like, you're being mean. And, I, and Haru was a little geez. yandere. Please eat these chocolates before I crush them in my hands like your neck. And I was just like, oh, my God. That's so okay. funny. I'm now glad I uh, went with Futaba for Valentine's Day because I don't know how I would feel making her feel that bad because she's she's just so dang adorable. Yeah. It was funny, though, like before I dated Futaba, I finished Sojiro's link and he was just like, do me a favor and don't get with Futaba. And I was just like, like, oops, sorry. (laughs) The best part about that, though, and I'm really glad that I dated Futaba and didn't pick her for this reason is just because of the comedy about this. He's just like, oh, God, what did I do? Because he's a ladies man. And five girls, including his daughter, (laughs) show up and are like pissed at you for ignoring you and possibly being with another girl. God. Sojiro lies to all of these girls, including his daughter, <laughs> that you are their one and, his one and only. He lies to five of them about that. Oh, man. <laughs> he convinces seen, five girls. I've, no, no, no. I've seen somebody romance all of them. Oh, I couldn't imagine oh, that. Oh, man. That is, that is a mess and a half. No, I love it, though. Like, Ryuji texts you, and he's just like, is it creepy if I bought chocolates for myself, and then you just pass out from pain? <laughs> but that was oh, so man. funny. And he's like, yeah, I talked, I convinced all of them that they're your one and only, and that you, like, whatever. And I was just like, you lied to your daughter for me. You are best dad. 
Like, I love Sojuro. He grew on me so oh, yeah. much. He, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's one of the better male characters, that yeah. I think, of that game. Oh, yeah, so. But overall, what would you rate this game out of 100? Out of 100? Um, it's definitely at least in the mid-high 90s. It's yeah. just such a well-polished game. The characters are likable. The combat's great. The UI is really workable. It's just, it's just fun. Yeah. And the plot's amazing. Like, it's just a good game. I will take a few points off. I'll give it a 96 for, like, the palaces that felt grindy, the parts where the plot was a little bit slow, and... Uh, that's Persona. It's, it's always Persona, slow in the beginning. Like, yeah. And the fact that some, th- some of the achievements are a little tricky to get. Uh, yeah, well... Like, other than that, this was almost solid, a perfect game. Solid. Like... I recommend this to anybody with a PS3 or a PS4. And I mean, like, this is, like, Breath of the Wild worthy as far as, like, this is, games. This is Breath of, like, of the Wild worthy, yeah. This oh, is, yeah. Like, highly recommended. Oh, yeah. No, and, like, honestly, it's been a while since I've bought a game. Actually, Breath of the Wild, but I'm not counting that for this. Uh, <laughs> since I bought a game and just, like, absolutely fell in love with it and beat it, like, very quickly after getting it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times I have ADD and I just... We'll go on to something else because it's taking too long. Right. This, I was like, nope, I am, no. We are sitting down and I am beating this. Let me tell you, actually, around the time I beat it, I was in, like, August. Mm -hmm. I had gotten to Okumura's Palace for three straight days in real life. I was Futaba. What? I sat at my desk and I played this game for, like, eight hours a day. I binged the hell out of this game <laughs> because I wanted to finish. Oh, man. I can't. I lost count how many nights I stayed up to like 2, 3 in the morning just trying to get yeah, through no, all this. There was one day. I think it was just like the second day that I was playing it like a lot. And like I, I've been I've been graduated and I've been waiting for work to start. Mm-hmm. So I've had nothing to do. <laughs> and like my friends all have jobs now. Yep. Mine starts next Monday. But for a while, I had nothing to do. <laughs> And my parents were out of town, and just during the day, I had, I was bored, so I played a lot of video games. There you go. And I played a lot of Persona. I woke up at nine o'clock one day, cooked myself some breakfast, did some X Y Z, whatever I needed to do. Sat down around ten o'clock, started playing Persona. Had the TV on in the background. I broke for dinner and broke for lunch, but besides that, I played straight. And then I looked at the clock after dinner. I think I ate like five or six that day. And then I looked at the clock and it was three. Oh my God. I was like, I played this game for like 14 hours. Yeah. Today. Like, you, like you just get sucked into it, man. It's just so, it's so good. Satisfying. And once I hit the, once I hit the interrogation room, I was just like, full we're steam here. ahead. We're here. We're yeah. here. Full steam ahead. Oh, this man. is getting finished like this week. I am finishing this week. No matter I what. I have to know now. Yeah, like, I have to know. I just was so dedicated, and, like, it took me four straight days of playing, but I finished it. God, man, that's... I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. So, I think so far for the year, just a quick recap, Breath of the Wild and Persona 5 are definitely high recommendations, and at least for me, Prey is right below that. I gotta finish Prey, but, yeah, it's, it's good. Just, like, God, this is... I am a huge fan of Video Game Donkey. <laughs> he put us in a video last year called The Sad Year. There was just nothing but garbage titles coming out. Mm-hmm. This year, he posted a video called The Good Year. <laughs> and both of those were his PAX videos. And he's just like, there are so many games out this year that I want to play. 
and they're all amazing. Oh man! And I and I'm feeling that right now. This is an amazing year for video oh, yeah. games. Oh yeah, and I think the Switch is definitely going is definitely vaulting yeah. us into a. Whole I feel new so line. bad for anybody who's missing out. Like I really do. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's so good. But I mean, I don't blame if they wait because then all the good games will be out, and they just gotta buy them all in bulk, and they're good to go. Yeah, but that hap- when that happens, a lot of the really good games either get outdated or tend to fall to the wayside. Yeah, and like for these games, just. They're so good right now. Mm-hmm. And just, ah, uh, it's incredible. Well, but, we are way over time today. Yeah, but we I'm going to go quick with the upcoming releases. I thought we already covered that like in the beginning. No, I covered one. <laughs> I, okay, well, well yeah. let's, let's run through it. Really As we quick. mentioned, ARMS is coming out on June 16th. That's Woo! really soon. Recommended. Cave Story for the Nintendo Switch is coming out. If you have not out. played it at this point, you need to. That is a pretty solid it game. It is an amazing game. I love it. It's coming out on the 20th of June. And one game that I need to mention that we will be talking about on the next podcast, probably, if it has come out by the next time we record, is Final Fantasy twelve: The Zodiac Age. Oh my god, yes. Which is the remake of Final Fantasy twelve that I am so excited for. That is a really good game, and I have heard they made a lot of changes. They implemented oh, things from other region releases and just... I can't wait to see all the improvements they added to it. Yeah, just, oh my god, it's going to be amazing. But I think we're going to call it here we because... We because we're, we're like almost ninety at 90 minutes. Yeah, this is a long one, but if you don't listen to the Persona stuff, it's a lot shorter. <laughs> but listen to the Persona stuff. You oh, already yeah. have. You're listening to this. Of course. But... Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, be sure to check out our E3 predictions. We're going to be doing a cast probably over Discord because I'm not going to be able to come out this way again for a little while. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to be doing a recap about the stuff we're looking forward to, and E3 is this Tuesday, and we actually had uh, a few things already, but we'll get to that in the recap video or um, podcast. Probably a video, too, maybe. We'll Mm -hmm. see. But thanks for listening, guys. See you guys later.